desire is a good thing. To be able to desire, to want, to long for something is a gift from God. God created us with the ability to want, to desire things. And there is nothing wrong with desire. There's nothing wrong with desire. It's okay to desire things. It's okay to want something. It's okay. However, the object of your desire is paramount. The object, what you are desiring, is important. God wants his children to enjoy life, to desire things. It's okay. He, he wants us to travel, to make money, to, to, to go to good places and, and enjoy life and to have sex and to enjoy other aspects of life. I told my wife, I'm going to talk about sex a few times today. And she said, Ooh. but I said, it's part of the message. What do I do? I said, so God wants us to enjoy sex. But God has sent boundaries around our desires so that we don't destroy ourselves. He gave us the ability to desire. And then he said, if I don't build boundaries around those desires, you are going to destroy yourself. The same God who created desires taught us how to use them. How to desire. And what to desire. So how can good people enjoy life and still please God? Good people like you. How can you enjoy life while still pleasing God? How can you live a good life, a fulfilling life and still please God? Because sometimes we feel like to be able to please God you have to suffer. But that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say you, you should Avoid every kind of enjoyment so that God can be happy with you. That is religion. The Bible doesn't say that. We have permission to enjoy within the boundaries set by God. So being a sinner is a condition. And, and that condition or that state generates sin or the, 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 the behavior of, a sin, of, of sin in you. But sin does not just happen accidentally it doesn't just happen you just don't, just don't find yourself sinning no sin finds a door it finds a door satan uses desire as a door to enter our lives eve was told you will become like god if you disobey god and eve considered that request and she thought Yes, I want more. I want to become like God. She forgot that she was created like a God already. She was already like a God. But they told her, there is something more that you, 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 may, you might desire. Do you know what that more is? The knowledge of good and evil. It's something you don't know, you know? There's something out there that you don't know. If you just disobey God, you will know good and evil. And, and, and Eve thought, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll have more. And she went for more. And she got it. She got more. We have more now. <laughs> 
Sin finds a door in your life through your desires. Of course, she became like God. She was able now to take all the consequences of her sin. Desire is a blessing, but unchecked desire is detrimental. Desire is a blessing from God, but if you don't check it, it becomes detrimental. Desire. Through desire, we accomplish goals. Oh, yes. Through desire, we overcome obstacles. You will go, ah, if, you, if you should ask me, when I was dating my wife, I was overcoming mountains to go to her place to see her. Even though I don't have the money for transport, I will walk for kilometers. I'm overcoming all the sweat. I'm going to see that girl. I can't wait until I see her. Even though I don't have transport, I will walk. I had a desire. Desire is good. It helps you to overcome obstacles. In the cold, you still go. <laughs> yes. I, I won't I go into the details. How much I suffered, that is between me and God. <laughs> we get progress as a society and as individuals because we desire things. We progress. We make progress because of desire. But unchecked desire is the entry point for sin. John, 1 John chapter 2, 15 to 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. In this passage, some define cosmos, some, some Bible scholars define cosmos or the world as this, this physical earth we are living in and everything in it. So you can touch it, you can see it, you, that is one side of it, that, that one way they interpret the world. Others describe it as the system that runs human interactions, the system including politics, uh, business, education, media, sports, sex, entertainment, that's sex again, or religion, systems, human systems. This system is somehow corrupt. The system that runs the world. So I would define desire, I would define, sorry, world as a human organized system that excludes God. In verse 15, the emphasis is on the love of the world. If you read the verse 15, the the love of the world. Even if the world was neutral, let's assume that the world world was neutral. The the, the love of it is forbidden. That's what the Bible says. The love of the world is forbidden. The, The world was created. But the love of the world cancels the love of the creator. Are you with me? If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. 
The love of the world cannot coexist with the love of the Father. You see, that's what the scripture says. You cannot love the created thing and love the creator of the thing at the same time. John is telling us, we should use the world to serve God. Otherwise, we will try to use God to serve the world. He's telling you, if you love the world, you will try to use God to make the world what you want it to be for you. But if you love God, you will make the world what God wants it to be. The love of the world is forbidden because it cancels the love of God, the creator of the created world. So these are four ways that the enemy tries to make us love the world. Four traps that the enemy wants you to fall for. And the first one is the last of the flesh, which I called sex. Verse 16 says, for everything in the world, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of the one's possessions is not from the Father, but from the world. So the last of the flesh. Let's start from there. Sex is a gift from God. God made sex to be enjoyed, but only within the boundaries of marriage. Whenever we experience sex outside of marriage, it causes destruction, disappointment, and hurt spiritually, emotionally, and sometimes even physically. When we jump outside of the boundaries that God has established for us to enjoy, we hurt one another. Without boundaries, we hurt each other in the pursuit of happiness. The more we chase happiness without considering God's boundaries, we hurt one another. I'm okay with the pursuit of happiness as long as you follow the boundaries. A friend of ours gave us a game, Monopoly game in a box. And I told my children, we don't know how to play this game. We need to call someone to teach us or search it on YouTube. Otherwise, we are going to abuse or destroy this stuff. Without knowing the, the, the rules, you can't enjoy a game. So my boys said, ah, no, you know, the confidence of boys, we are just going to, you know, you, you just leave it to us. Oh, I left it to them. I left it to them honestly. Before we know it, things were lost in the house. We lost interest in it. We didn't know the rules. We didn't know how to play it. And when I asked, where is that game? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, we threw the stuff away. One piece after the other, we didn't know where it was. Why? We did not know the rules. Sports people will tell you. Sports lovers, sports people will tell you. If you win by cheating, you don't enjoy the victory, isn't it? You need to know the rules to enjoy the game. We did not know the rules. We did not enjoy it. And maybe that's just my brain. I don't know if you are like that. If we are playing a game at home, we have to follow the rules. That's me. <laughs> because when I cheat, I don't feel the joy of winning. 
I want to follow the rules. Then when I win, I know I, 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 it was fair. It was fair. There are rules for us to follow to enjoy sex. They are. They are rules. And when it's done outside of those rules, we hurt one another. We lose the enjoyment of it. We lose it. And I'm telling young people in the room, you need to know this. When you try it outside of marriage, come to me 15 years later and tell me how it's working for you. We are old enough to tell you it didn't work good for us. Ask us. Your parents will tell you when we tried it outside of marriage, things went wrong. Don't let anyone lie to you, young person. Sex outside of marriage hurts people. It doesn't matter how the media portrays it. Movies portray it. It's deception from the enemy for you to go outside of the boundaries. It's the way of the devil to destroy us. To make the world our God instead of God in heaven. When we make up our own rules and, and play the game without restrictions, we lose fulfillment. Matthew 5.28 But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her. Jesus took sexual rules to another level. Jesus' standard instructs us to avoid sin in our mind and heart. The issue is not the look. I can look. But the issue is to sin in my heart. Someone said, you, can, uh, a, a, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. But you can stop it from building a net on your head. A nest. On your head. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Don't, don't, don't allow it to make that nest on your head. The world has made sex something you can get anytime, anyhow, and with anybody. The advertisements, the movie, the music industries are strong systems that use sex as a selling tool. We need to resist this. God boundaries are designed to make sex fulfilling. Two, the last of the eyes, money. Money. The last of the eyes is the desire for possessions. 1 Timothy 6.10, 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Money should be a tool and not a goal. Money is a blessing, but the love of it is detrimental. Please don't, bl don't judge me. I know you. Don't judge me. Just look at your brother with love. Love and compassion. I thought I needed a guitar. A new guitar. But I did not have the money for it. I went to the shop. I asked them, how about this guitar? They told me, we can give you a credit for it. You can take a loan for it. And we will organize the loan for you. And we'll give. they made it easy for me to get the guitar through a loan. I went back home. I asked my wife, what do you think about me having that guitar through a loan? She was, she was resisting, resisting at the beginning. She was hesitating at the beginning. I tried my best to convince her that I need this guitar, this guitar. Without this guitar, I can't live without this guitar. This guitar is all I want, this guitar, this guitar. Oh, she gave up. 
Okay, go get your guitar. Go get your guitar. Came home with the guitar, beautiful guitar, expensive guitar, good-looking guitar. Before I know it, I knew it. We started to pay the guitar. Oh, now I have to pay the guitar. Before I knew it, the guitar started to affect our budget. And I realized I didn't need the guitar. I wanted the guitar. Now the guitar has become a problem, a burden on us. I said, don't judge your brother. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? It took three years to pay the guitar. Long time. It was an expensive guitar. The financial system is designed to put people in chains. If you are not careful, you are in debt for things you don't need. The last of the eyes is getting things you don't need with the money you don't have to impress the people you don't know. Who cares if you're driving that car? Who cares if you have that machine in your house? Someone told me, I have millions of stuff in my house. Millions, who cares? I don't know. I, you go with your millions of stuff in your house. I don't care what you have in your house. Who are you trying to impress? 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 Sometimes we try to impress the people we don't know, who don't care with the money we don't have, getting the things we don't need. Money must be a tool, not a goal. Our priority should be to serve God and others and use money as a tool. God and your family, God and your community, God and your country should be your priority. We should make money to serve God and others and not try to use God and others to make money. Make money and then use it to serve God and serve others. Don't try to use God and use others to make money. Selfishness, the root of all sin. The third one, let's keep going. The pride of life, power. The pride of life. The pride of life is loving a false image of yourself. The pride of life. You love a false image of yourself. That's not you. It's a false image of you. A false image of yourself is often displayed through high self-esteem or low self-esteem. You see yourself above others or you see yourself below others. That is a false image of yourself. It's pride. To th- and, and you know when I say pride to see yourself be, uh, below others, you know why? Because the attention is still on you. When you want, when you see others as above you, you still see yourself as a victim. Um, you know everybody else is beautiful but me. Everybody else is neat at me. Everybody else is like me. <laughs> What do you want? You want everybody to look at you with pity. Oh, sorry. 
Yo, it's happening to you. Everybody, please look at her. Please, everybody, you please, please, it's her. Yo, please, yo, that's what you want. You want everybody to look at you. Yo, it's him. Yo, sorry, brother. Yo, can you, can you please? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's selfish to think low of yourself because you want people to look at you with pity. You want to draw attention on yourself. The same as looking down on others. Who told you you are better than us? Who told you? We all see how foolish you are. When you look at him. <laughs> look at this. Who does this think he is? No, pride people, we, we all know them, you know? No, don't, don't look at them. Keep your eyes on me. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> we know them. We know them. We don't like them around us. You know, we don't like, like arrogant people around us. We don't like people who think they are better than us. We don't like that, isn't it? We, don't, we want people who are... We want people who feel like they are equal. Right? People who yeah, we, we can talk, we can enjoy life. You know, they don't look down on me, I don't look down on them. That's the kind of environment we all want. But when you are someone who is looking down on you, you feel like, e -e -e -e, enough. No spouse wants to live with another spouse who is, who is thinking they are better than them. I, I don't. I don't myself, I don't. I'm glad my wife sees me as an equal. Honestly, I don't want you to think you're smarter than me. I don't want you to think you are beautiful than me, even though she is. I don't want her to think like that. That's between me and you, church. When I go home, I say, I'm, I'm handsome, more than you. <laughs> Just to look equal. <laughs> no one wants to be with someone who thinks they're better than them. If, 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 if you think you are smarter than me, then go do your life. This is the devil. Pride. Pride. So watch this. When we love a false image of ourselves, I will, I will read this for you. Please don't forget this. this. This is not a joke. We align with people who can advance our own interest, even if their values do not match with our values. We, we undermine others to advance our own agenda. We compromise our own moral values to get what we want. We value our own opinion more than others. God have mercy. People who value their own opinions on team, at work, they are annoying. If you were one of them, you were annoying. <laughs> you were annoying. Honestly, have you been led by a leader who thinks their opinions are the best all the time? A boss at work or something or in the family even? If your spouse thinks they are always right, how does it feel? Put yourself in the shoes of the person you are telling all the time, you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. And if it's you, please repent. It's okay. Repent. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to this. We struggle to take responsibility or apologize genuinely when we are at fault because we have a higher opinion of ourselves. We blame God or others for the things in our control or blame ourselves for the things out of our control. Pride. Pride. 
We hide our weaknesses to appear a person we are not. We give or serve to be recognized by people. We get frustrated when our ideas are not implemented as we wish. Oh, that was my idea. Why did it change it? Why did you change it? And why not change it? Why not change it? I said you should do this. Why did you do this? Because this is better. <laughs> At least in our eyes, we thought that would... Look, we can, we can laugh about this, but this is the thing that destroys our relationships. Simple things. Your idea is just an idea. People have had ideas for thousands of years before you. Your idea are just one of them. It's not the idea. It's an idea. It can be changed. It can be modified. And I love this. When I'm in a meeting and I ask people, and I'm not, I'm not a perfect human. When I'm in a meeting and I ask people, I ask our pastors, I ask, what do you think about this? And I knew, I, I want this. I want them to do this. And they change it. I'm like, oh, God, have mercy. Help me. Help me to accept this. Often when we do what they believe is the best, often we get, get good results because they are committed into it. When they do what I think is the best, they just do it. And you think the result is not as exciting as it could be. Let people be people. You can live with 80%. You can live with 70%. It's okay. Sometimes even 50% it's okay. We consider ourselves valued by the car we drive, the house we live in, the number in our bank account, clothes, makeup, perfume we wear, or any other material possessions. Even makeup, yes. It doesn't make you, it doesn't make you any special, your makeup. It's good. Do it for you. Do it for you. And your husband. And your, yeah. But honestly, honestly, you are the same person without it. Jesus came to save us from ourselves. So that we don't destroy ourselves. If there is one thing Jesus should save you from first, like Jesus, here I am, here I am. What a problem, what a problem, myself. <laughs> Tell him, <laughs> Jesus, I'm in your hands now. I'm a big problem to me. <laughs> we are, we are the biggest problem to ourselves. Finally, lies. <laughs> Lies is the fourth one. I said four traps, so this is the last one. You lie when your heart believes one thing and your lips say another. 1 Peter 3.10 For the one who wants to love life and to see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Lying is the sin by which the devil destroys many lives because he has made many believe it is necessary and made others think it is so small that it doesn't matter. You know, if I didn't say that, they could have done this. Who told you? Revelation 21.8, but the cowards, faithless, detestable, murders, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all, not one of them, including you, all liars. <laughs> God, 
Hopefully, you'll come back next Sunday. <laughs> Their share will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. I don't know why it didn't say all murderers, all sexual immorals. When they get to liars, all liars are included in the lake of fire. Lying is as dangerous as murder. Why? Because it's included in that list of all the sins. We, we try to blame murderers. We try to, to, oh, distance ourselves from those sexual immorals. Let distance ourselves from them. They are bad. They are evil. Look at them. They really, they are really sinful sinners. How about you, Mr. Mrs. Liar? You are as evil as a murderer when you lie. Every follower of Jesus should enroll on the school of truth and continue to grow as a truth teller. Every follower of Jesus. All that is not built on truth will collapse in time. All that you build on deceit, it doesn't matter how people believe in it, one day it will collapse. One thing I've realized, it doesn't matter how you try to change history, you can't change it. You can learn from it, you can't change it. If it happened, it happened. You can lie, you can lie, you can lie, try to cover it up, one day it will come to life. What kings did, what emperors did, today we know about it. They tried to hide it. They killed people to hide it. But today we know it. Every sin is covered under a lie. Let me read this for you. Idolatry is a lie that something other than God is your God. Adultery is a lie that someone else's spouse is yours. Fornication is a lie that you are married when you are not. Stealing is a lie of considering someone else's property is yours. Pride is a lie of assuming you are more significant than you are. Low self-esteem is a lie of believing you are worse than you actually are. Self-justification is a lie of thinking that beautiful words will change fact. Well-crafted words can't change fact. Love of money is a lie of thinking that you will carry wealth out of this world. Lukewarmness is a lie that you can love God and love the world and still make it to heaven. Every sin is rooted in a lie. So Satan paints sin that you don't recognize it, its true color. He paints it. And he repents its real consequences. So you don't see it. That's why repentance begins with seeing sin as it is. See it as God sees it. Don't paint it. Don't call it something it's not. Its name, it's sin. Call it as it is. Stop justifying your failures. Stop giving excuses for your bad behavior and take it to God. Take it to God.
as raw as it is, as harsh as it is, as shameful as it is, take that sin to God in repentance. 1 John 9, uh, 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is cure for sin. There is cure for lies. There is cure for sexual immorality. There is cure for love of the world. There is cure for pride. There is cure. And that is repentance. 